queens and kings you was born to be blessed as reach one teach one the future is our next step bring back our kings reach out your hands and save our queens time we take charge and we leave but first we bring back our queens and save our kings save the future leaders teach the seeds yes Good evening, kings and queens. You are now tuned in to Bring Back Our Kings, the podcast, here on Blades One Radio. So good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Bring Back Our Kings podcast. Tonight's guest is Mr. Kenneth Thomas Sr. He is a motivational speaker, a published author, number one seller in two categories. He is a father, a husband, a a mentor. Uh, He is a brother of many things. So without further ado... Um, let's go ahead and, and pass the mic over to Mr. Kenneth Thomas. Uh, we are so blessed to have him on tonight's podcast. So go ahead, Mr. Bur- Mr. Thomas. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here on the show. Quite welcome. Quite welcome. So go ahead and tell the audience uh, a little bit or a lot about yourself firstly. Introduce yourself, brother. This is all about you. All right. Well, uh, like you said, I am a husband and father, first and foremost. Uh, I'm a motivational speaker, podcast show host, uh, published author, movie producer, businessman, a CEO of my company. Um, those are the hats I can think of right now. When I'm not wearing those hats, I'm trying to invent better ways to help my community and to um, be, a, be an asset to society instead of a hinder. Beautiful, beautiful. So, if you don't know the audience, let me re- refresh your memory. Um, Bring Back Our Kings is a podcast where we uplift and inspire one another, but most importantly, we we showcase brothers in the community that are doing positive things, not only for the community, but uh, are positive role models within their family, right? Within their community, like I said. Um, it's, it's so imperative for our young brothers and sisters to see that, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to be just a basketball player. You don't necessarily have to be in the music industry to be successful. Um, you know, history has taught us that we are the originators of just about everything. Right. Um, right. So, you know, with, with that being said, unfortunately we live in a society where, um, the, the positive images of what a family should be or positive images of a black man per se, um, is not, it's not pretty much put out there publicly anymore. Um, you know, I can just speak for myself being an eighties baby, you know, like I was telling you briefly the other day, um, I grew up in a community that where we had neighbors, where the neighbors cared about one another, um, you know, we we had positive images on TV from like your Cosby show, Different World, where they push education, where they showed a black father being a doctor and a lawyer and yeah. things of that yeah. nature. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really easy to get caught up um, in what you're watching. Uh, I call it televised. They call it televised programming for a reason. Right, Kenneth? Uh, right. Right. That, right. That, 
that's a very interesting point you just made. You know, um, we we both you were '80s baby. I was uh, half and half. I was a '70s '80s baby. I was born in 1970, so really, okay. you know. You don't really know anything until you're about ten or eleven years old, anyway. Right. So I spent my ten years. I spent my ten years in the eighties. So basically, right. I grew up eighty two. You know. Right. Um. So um. Because in the seventies, I was like what one through ten, right? Right. So um. Well, one through nine. So by the time I'm ten years old, eighties, the eighties kicked in. So I'm basically eighties babies too. And one thing I did realize. Our communities back then looked out for each other. If you're out in the, I mean, it's not, not every community going to have some problems, some crime, some fight. Absolutely. But I'm talking about, you know, the old cliche, if you, you come in after dark, you know, not only your parents could uh, say something to you, the neighbor, you know, Miss Jones, Miss Williams down the street could get on you. She see you out there right. carrying on and after the pool, you know, uh, Mr. Smith, you know, the old man down the street, and he could always say, I see you guys, what you catch up to, this and the other thing. And, you know, you knew you had to respect that elder because your parents didn't play that. You know, if, sure. if they reported to them that they saw you doing something, you'd be in trouble. Uh, For the, sure. The role models I had, along with my parents, my father was a great, great father, great dad. I was blessed that way. Not all of us had that. Right. I, I, I acknowledge that. Um, uh, my father was great. But along with my father and my mother, um, two of my role models um, – General Colin Powell, I speak about him in my book, Define the Odds by Kenneth Thomas, mm. and Dr. Marzine Green. Dr. Marzine Green. Okay. You don't know Dr. Marzine Green because he wasn't on the platform of General Colin Powell. Uh, rest his soul. General Colin Powell, I'll get to that in a minute. Right. But Dr. Marzine Green, all right, so as a child, I was a Sabbatarian. And uh, most of the most of the African Americans in my community were, were uh, Baptists. You know, they were Baptists, so, you know, they, they went to church, you know. Baptist, and, and you had your white Baptist churches and your black Baptist churches. Very few of them intermingled. Right. Well, there was, a, there was an integrated church in Jackson, Mississippi, about 45 minutes from our house that my dad attended. It was integrated, and it was non-denominational Christian church that had Jewish-slash-Christian beliefs. It was uh, more like seven days of Venice, Sabbatarians, right? Right. With the church on the, on the Sabbath, on, on the biblical Sabbath. So... It was a lot of fluent Caucasians there, but there was this one man, you know, because there were like three or four black families there. Uh, the rest of them were Caucasian, ours being one. And I used to hear everybody talk about Dr. Green, Dr. Green. Dr. Green? Dr. Green? I'm like, oh, it's this black man, you know, and first black doctor I'd ever known, uh, had ever seen. Because in my uh, neighborhood, my, in my uh, community, in my city, <laughs> it wasn't until I was almost 18 or 19 that doctors, uh, that two or three, black doctors came to town to start to work at the hospital and set up their own clinics. As a young boy growing up, that was unheard of. There were no black doctors in my in my town, no black uh, MDs, and I didn't know of any PhDs. Right. Uh, I'm not saying they didn't exist, but they weren't. They, it wasn't common. So this gentleman, Dr. Marvin Green, was a professor at Alcorn State University, HBCU, uh, in Lorman, Mississippi. Um, okay. I believe it's Jefferson County, but it's Lorman, Mississippi. Is that where um, you're from, brother? I'm from Vicksburg, Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. My book revolves around defying the odds uh, of, of growing up a black man in, in uh, Mississippi. Right. You know, it's, it's entitled that way. The introspective of the life of a black man raised in Mississippi, USA. And so it talks about my struggles growing up, uh, some the racism, the educational um, struggles, and the lack of support and help from the community and the schools in the system toward young black men growing up. 
beautiful. Our kings, our kings, as you so eloquently entitle it, uh, yeah. and, and, and truthfully entitle it, kings, because we are kings and queens. That's our heritage. Right. You know, um, the thing Dr. Green is speaking with him, you know, I, I met his son, we were friends uh, at the church. I said, hey, I said, Marcus, I said, man, your dad a doctor? He said, yeah. I said, MD? He said, no, he's a PhD, a professor. You know? Mm. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, he taught at Alcorn State. Then he ended up teaching at Jackson State University, uh, HBCU in Jackson, Mississippi. And, you know, from there, he moved here to Georgia, down in Auburn, started teaching there until he retired. Um, the man spoke wisdom. The man spoke eloquently. He was a, a, a great image. And I, I wanted to feel the way I, I felt when he passed by and people would talk to him and talk about him. And, uh, and I wanted to feel the way I felt he, he would feel that he felt with the respect that he was getting. Uh, moving right along to General Colin Powell, the other one I mentioned, I was uh, 15 or 16. And um, I think I was in, uh, yeah, I was in Army ROTC at 15. I think it was 15, 15 or 16. Okay. Army ROTC at the high school. And I wanted to, I saw, I saw this black, you know, Secretary of State, you know, uh, general, black general on television, you know. Uh, he was a general when I wrote him. He was a general. He wasn't Secretary of State yet, I don't believe, because, you know, the war, uh, we had we had certain um, conflicts that was taking place back in the 80s. That right. he, um, he served both parts. Uh, he served in, in both categories. But I want to say he was just become Secretary of State. But anyhow, I said, Dad, I want to write it. He said, well, look it up. Check him out. Write it. I called the Pentagon. They gave me his address. Wow. And at 15, at 15 and 16, I wrote him. <laughs> I told him I was going to go into service and uh, what benefits do they have for school? How can I get my education paid for? I want to be a medical officer. And he told me. He mentored me. He wrote me back. That really touched me. Wow. Not his secretary. Not, hi, I'm, we're writing back in General Colin Powell's camp. Hi, this is from, I'm, I'm writing you from the office of General. None of that. Had his signature. And the verbiage, listen to that man speak on television, and I did hear many times from my father mm-hmm. sitting there watching the news, watching CNN. Listen to the verbiage in the letter as I read. You know, imagine him speaking. That was him. He wrote that letter. Right. You know, that wasn't a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. And uh, that touched me, and it, it inspired me, and it informed me on things that I didn't use for my education and right. my military career while I was in. Right. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. So, yeah, um, I, I like to pass that on. And so I'm a Gwinnett County School mentor. Right. Um, and uh, I also, there's other young black men that are uh, teenage and young adult age that I mentor and I speak with and talk to on a regular, uh, hoping to make their journey easier than mine was. Right. And if Tom is, we got uh, Curtis Nesmith on the line. Oh, the- hey, how you doing? How's everything? Wow. I look at the work that you're doing. It's awesome. Nice. I was just uh, reviewing your information. I'm like, wow, you're a well-established brother. I like that. That's nice. Sure he is. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, you know, God, God's, uh, God's established me. I, I, my effort has just been to keep moving forward. Um, That's good. Keeping the faith, or as I say on my show, dreaming faith. Um, and, 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 you know, people say, okay, dreaming faith, dreaming faith. You say that at the end of every show on your podcast. What does it mean? Well, we can we can have faith. We can all have faith and believe in, in this or that. But set your dreams to yeah. your faith. Dream in faith as well. If you want something to happen, uh, dream it. Dream it. If you're thinking in your mind, don't just have faith. 
dream, dream about it. Think about it. People talk about daydreamers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about dream about, well, when I get this, I'm going to do that. When I accomplish that, I'm going to do this. Uh, one thing I like doing, and it's not a vain thing, is just uh, a praise session to God uh, from me. I like to sit in my office, turn around, and look at my accolades. Nice. I, I do. I, I come down here sometimes when I have nothing to do, and I know I'm a very busy man, but when I'm not doing anything, I'm not spending time with my boys and my wife, I like to come down to my office, turn around, and look at my accolades, my, my degrees, my, 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 uh, my diplomas, my degrees, my certificates, because I don't see that as me. I see that as God's grace. It is. It lets me know. It, it lets me know from where I came to where I am, and it, it brings it to life. It brings. You have to give yourself a reality check. If not, it's it's not real. It's not real to you. You ever get something you want? Car, job, some, some, a new outfit, uh, that ring. Um, that necklace, yep. uh, that, 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 <laughs> um, pair of Jordans, whatever, and it loses value to you after a short time. That's that, true. That's that feeling. That feeling right there, where, where it loses value to you as, as a short time. That's the dangerous spot of success, right there. That's that's the dangerous spot. Nice. Right? That's, when that's when you're in trouble when you forget the road it took to get there. Right. So I come down to That's true. I come down to not, not to go to the grave, but like, wow. You know? You know? And, and then give God the praise. That that is that is just spiritually uh fulfilling. It's a strength and, and it motivates me to go further. because uh, I can see the accomplishment. It's, it it, it make, makes the uh dream real, you know? Nice. That's Absolutely. true. Absolutely. Wow. That's big. And um I like all the good things I heard about you, and and, and I was just reviewing your information. I'm like, wow, this guy is established. This is awesome, right. and and the motivational speaker. You saw, I can feel your energy. <laughs> I can see you have it in you to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I, I really do. I really do. I was just uh, we were just talking about um, His my mentoring. mentoring. Uh, James Rayford has the best mentoring program I've ever seen. Mm. I'm, I'm a member. Um, I had a, a mentee two years ago because you got to count COVID. I didn't do anything during COVID. Yeah. And then the year before that, I was rounding up my career as a director of nursing because okay. my private company, I was just telling her, my private company uh, was, was doing well. <laughs> and I decided I was going to stop nursing and finish up the books that I was writing and uh, do more mentoring and, and fulfill uh, some of my other dreams that I uh, – want to achieve in my life and and i did i decided to do that and and um i am still a part of the mentoring program i still mentor young men and young adult men uh when they come to me when they ask or when i see them in need but the gwinnett county school mentoring program if your child's in gwinnett county ask the school if they haven't already told you about it which they should have made it known to all parents uh there is james rayford's program the gwinnett county school mentor uh, mentoring program where there's young black men, uh, middle-aged and older black men who are able and capable and successful in their own way or in their own right to mentor your young teen child into taking the, the proper path or at least helping direct them in the right way, you know? Um, nice. 
Yeah, I just found out about it, Curtis. You know, I've been seeking it for my son, Jeremiah. So we we never know who's who's in our circle, who we have among us, right? Um, to put to help us out with a lot of things. So um our brother right here, Kenneth Thomas, that's one of the many things that he brings to the table, the mentoring. But go ahead, brother. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. You're fine. I was, I was mm-hmm. just uh, speaking. I was just uh, actually giving James Rayford the props for that program. I tell you, I was very impressed, man. Yes. They had a, they have meetings at the end of the year and awards and uh, different ceremonies where the uh, county actually acknowledges the group. It's about 400 guys. Two, it's about 400 in, uh, active members, I want to say. About 400 members, probably about two or 300 active uh, uh, guys who participate um, because, you know, you might participate this year, but next year you may not. Or you may participate these two years, and then the third year you may not have a mentee. Your mentee may have graduated, or you may have had something in your life that caused you, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to take a hiatus. Uh, pretty much the way I did. And, and that didn't stop me from mentoring other people. But I wasn't, I haven't mentored a young man from the program in a, in a while. But I, I do agree, as the title of your show, Bring Back Our Kings, that is – just perfect title to yes. describe uh, the job that mentoring can do. Right. You know. Right. Earlier in the yeah, Curtis. Earlier in the conversation, um, you know, I was explaining to Kenneth in the audience, of course, what Bring Back Our Kings is for those who don't know. Um, so I was given a couple of examples of the importance that the, basically the importance of seeing our black men in the front, seeing our black men, uh, displayed in positive images, right? So you and I know we're both around the same age. So, you know, our children, they, they haven't really grown up in a society where you see, uh, shows like Cosby shows and, and yep. different worlds and things of that nature. Right. We got love and hip hop and we got all right. these these re- right. yeah all of these. It made me it made me go to college. That's why I went to college because of different world and stuff. Right, <laughs> right. right, that's right. Yeah, hey, hey, that's why I wanted to get in the medical field and be a medical officer in the military because of Bill Cosby was a you know in the uh, Cosby show he was a naval officer before mm-hmm. he you know retired and became a doctor. families 
uh, even longer than hours that were snatched away from me as a director. So I think, you know, uh, maybe uh, I'm glad I didn't take that route. Not saying, you know, it's, it's an excellent thing to become a medical doctor. But for me, I'm glad I have taken the route that I did. You did the right thing because when I used to work for a pharmaceutical company, you know who the most sick people that a lot of people don't even know and it's undercounted? MDs, a lot of doctors are very sick because of the fact that they work around the clock. They don't get enough sleep. So even though that they're the professional and they're well aware of the things they're doing, they still have a lot of major medical problems in the field, but it's not That's right. promoted. That's right. Kudos, mm-hmm. kudos to doctors now. Yeah, kudos absolutely. We need and them. I'm not, not trying to tell our young black men not to become doctors. We absolutely need not. black doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's some excellent white doctors out there, Cauca- uh, Caucasian doctors, Spanish, you name it. Yeah. Uh, a- Asian doctors. Excellent doctors of other race. I'm not saying that they're not, that there yeah. isn't. But I'll say this. We need someone that looks like us when we walk in the office. Mm-hmm. We For do. sure. Because uh, it, it's, it's too often uh, if we don't get the same medical care that our counterparts, that the mm-hmm. Caucasians or whomever gets. And that's just a, a statistical fact. It's been yeah. us in, it's been a buff. It's not, it's, this is not a, race, a racist statement. Did you know I was taught in certain circles as a nurse that we get a different pill than they do. And it's ridiculous. There's no scientific evidence behind it. Mm-hmm. And when I challenged doctors on it, they couldn't give me one, except for they were told that. We we now know there was a leak about doctors in med schools, many med schools, where med school teaches that uh, African Americans can tolerate more pain. So don't give them pain meds as often as you do. That's true. Because they, they, they can tolerate more. You know, they'll start to become drug seeking or whatever. They, they actually take that. They taught it. Well, well. Uh, uh, along my time coming mm-hmm. through the, the, the teaching, the education, they taught that we should take a different blood pressure pill than them. And I, I question why. Our blood's red. Our anatomy is the same. Why? Why do we take a different? Well, you see, you build different. In what way? What do you mean by build right. different? Mm-hmm. There, was, there was no scientific explanation given to me by nurse managers, directors, doctors, or, or, or any other scientists, or, or when I was in uh, pre-med biology, there was no facts given to me as to us taking different pills or medication from them for an anatomical or scientific reason, which led me to believe why are most African-Americans getting sick from medication? Right. Why, why are African-Americans' uh, pills not working as well? I could tell you. <laughs> working in a pharmaceutical company, um, I worked for a company that was a sub-company of um, Moderna and Pfizer. I worked for both of them a long time ago when I was in, when I was in my college years. And what uh-huh. it is is that you got the people that run this world, and I don't want to go too far with it. I ain't trying to disappear, right. but what it is is that <laughs> for a long period of time, they've been trying to find creative ways to manipulate our genome structure and try to break us down little by little because what it is is that the ultimate goal is to do genetic annihilation of black people because we're genetically superior to everybody else. And that's been proven not just by black scientists, but white scientists. So the pharmaceutical company also is backed by those um, rich people that run this planet. So unfortunately, when they create these medications, you'll see that it does some good in black people, but it's weird how it does better in white people. But the side effects seem to be more severe, even when it comes to cancer and black people for a reason, because it's, it's, it's made that way, unfortunately. Not everything, but a lot of things. That's why I learned. Well, I learned the, that from a white pushing, scientist that told me that. Brand. They're pushing a different brand. Let me give you yes. The average 
uh, African American with uh, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Ask them if you don't believe me. Ask them if they're taking or have they taken metformin, glucophage. Oh my God, Those metformin! Pretty much the same medication. <laughs> glucophage, metformin. Ask I know them, what that ask is. Ask them if they've taken it or if they're taking it. They say, "Yeah, that's what I take." That's not good, nope. in my opinion, and it's just my humble opinion. Um, uh, from what I know, mm-hmm. as a nurse, as a former scientist, because. If, uh, if you look at the definition of scientist, is one who study and practice science. Mm-hmm. I was a biology major, which made me a science a scientist, and I was a nurse uh, licensed. So mm-hmm. therefore, from my experience, um, that giving metformin the uh, side effects and injuries to it, and I believe there was a recall on it one time. Then I guess they paid off big pharma, paid them off, and they started allowing people to take it again. Yep. You Google that one. There wasn't recall at one point, but now people are taking it again. Why? Right. However, how many black people are told to go take Humalog? Mm. That is human insulin. Humalog. That's safe. It's healthy. It works. Why don't they push that? Why are they pushing that pill that can mess your kidneys up? Humalog doesn't mess your kidneys up. It works well. The African Americans and, and, and white Americans, anybody who I know who's taking that, it services them well. And if they change their diet and exercise, they usually get better if they're type 2 diabetic. Yeah, it can be reversed. But but here's the root of the issue, uh, especially when it comes to type 2 diabetes. I was just I just did an article, um, I did a podcast on it. Yeah. Um, the type 2 diabetes for most people in America is not if it's when you get it, it's because the processed foods we eat is the is the right. number one contributing factor right. starches and stuff people think just eating sugar refined sugars is the main reason no it's the starches we eat when it gets into because you know what it is once the insulin can't open the key in the cell to get the glucose in then we have problems and uh, and sometimes the cells be uh saturated with animal fat so that's a that's a contributing factor to it but the whole thing is if we just change the way we eat we don't have to That's die right. from these illnesses. These illnesses are killing us because of what we're eating, what we're consuming. This is exclusive to America. Diabetes is not as unheard of in a lot of different countries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that is true. That's true. That's you got, so true. You the gotta, diet is key. The diet um, is different. If you're, already right. suffering, if you're already suffering, this is my personal opinion. <laughs> okay, I have to say this because when you're licensed, and I don't even use my license anymore, so I don't yeah. care. But I do care about people. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about anybody taking my license from it or whatever. I don't practice anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is my opinion. If you're already uh, far along in your diabetes, looking mm-hmm. for that cure, looking for that, listen, change your eating habits and exercise. You're going to see a great, great difference in your health. Yep. But I urge you, don't go cold turkey no. on your medication. You got to weave off start this, this eating regimen early in your diabetes, sure, you could do that. And just, I'm not taking those meds. You could do that. But if you're far along and you're having all kinds of issues and complications, don't go cold turkey in your medicine thinking, I'm going to just change the way I eat. You should change the way you eat. You should exercise, but you can't go cold turkey. You got to take it slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would recommend Humalol and not metformin or glucophage. Talk to your doctor about that. I'm not a doctor. No, I understand. I know, I know all those medications. I, 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 will, I will try that, yeah. and I would continue to eat healthy and exercise, and mm-hmm. then wean yourself slowly off your medicine. Don't yeah. go home tonight, or if you're at home already, I, I heard Ken, I heard Mr. Ken say, I have to take my medicine. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but gradually wean yourself off of it by doing yourself a favor. Eat properly. Eat correctly. Say, well, what is that? 
green leafy vegetables. Yes. Okay. Uh, a cup of sugar and the glucose and read what's in your food. Right. Yes. B- BTA is in cereals. And, you know, in different cereals and, and uh, just about everything to preserve food. Preservatives. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look, read. Read. <laughs> One of, the, one of the killers is you know, high fructose corn syrup. Fish is healthier. Chicken's not bad depending on how it's prepared, but you got to think of the salt content that they pack it in. Mm-hmm. All these things. Eat healthy. You know, vegan is good. Vegetarian is good. Listen, I love me a good steak, but why can't you bring yourself to eat a steak once or twice a month? What's wrong right. with that as a treat? Yep. What's wrong with that? Nothing. You're going to sit there and, and, and eat red meat every day. <laughs> right. Get your high blood pressure up every day. And then you're gonna wonder well, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know why? You know why my pill ain't working? What's wrong with me? You, you have to you have to change first the eating habits and wean yourself slowly off these medications. Um, hopefully through the help of a good doctor, uh, a good nutritionist. You know, um, we gotta change. That, that, we we also. Yeah, we also, I'm sorry to cut you off, brother, but we also got to change our mentality. A lot of this, I consider it as enslavement. You know what I mean? A a lot of the things that we consider soul food, right, is not necessarily food for the soul. It's a lot of the food is killing us. It's it's, it's, it's very instrumental. (laughs) Yeah, slave food, right. It's it's instrumental to... That's true, slave food. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. I mean, because that's the leftovers of everything. Why do you have to put the masada in there? Right. Why do you have to put hog logs in that and pig jaws? Why? Why? Right. Why do you have to cook? Uh, and uh, be honest with you, um, other races are, are more guilty of this. What I'm about to say than we are. But why do you have to eat a medium rare steak or a rare steak? Right. How can we can't well done. Well done. You know, raw meat is for animals. It's not for human consumption. Right. You know. Well, well, you know, it's funny. I had a friend of mine that pushed back on that whole topic, and he's a he's a scientist. And he said, "Well, when you actually eat the food medium rare, you actually retain more nutrients than putting it well done. Well done actually kills most of the nutrients as an animal." But I said, mm-hmm. "You're more prone to more bacteria, though. <laughs> so there's a catch twenty two. Right. Yeah, you might be taking wait, wait, more wait, nutrients." Wait, 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 that again. Oh. Now I heard most of it. I, I missed some of that. I, oh. I mean, let, me, let me regurgitate. Make sure I got it. Okay. He well, said, basically, um, it's, it's worse for you. You may have, you may cook off some of the bacteria and, and some of the, uh, you know, harmful bacteria, but uh, when it's rare, it's, it's, it's in its what cleanest form or something. Is that is that the excuse he made? I, I missed that. Well, well, yeah. actually, any meat um, from from a scientific standpoint in a rare form is always going to have the highest level of nutrients, but. Here's the issue. It also got a lot of killing bacteria behind it that's going to affect your body when you consume it. I will say to that, <laughs> you can go out there right now in your yard. If yeah. you have bushes, trees, any wooden area, yeah. go out there and, and grab the greenest vegetation you find. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you it's got more nutrients than your average multivitamin. Oh, well, well, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Well, I'm a vegan. It's killing you in other ways. Cancer. Yes. It's killing you in other ways. Yes. So, so, uh, yeah, it has a bunch of nutrients. That's not saying anything. That's double talk. Me and and Curtis are are vegan. So, um, that's the best best way to be. That's the best way. You can, hey, kudos to you. You got more discipline than me. (laughs) I, I, I do eat a lot of green leafy vegetables. I eat very little meat. I'll, I'll enjoy a steak once or twice a month, 
just once or twice a month because I know red meat can uh, cause cancer in long periods of time of consumption. Right. Raw meat and rare meat is horrible for you. I, 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 I would dispute anybody on that one. What? I would dispute anybody on that one. Oh, lots of nutrients. So what? Nutrients out there in the dirt. That's true. Right. So what? But you know, one, but one thing you said. Unstated to eat food for its nutrients. Yeah. You know, of course that's that's key. Uh, <laughs> but if it's harmful, you don't eat it just because it has nutrients. That's <laughs> true. That's true. So, but um, you're right. Vegan, vegetarian, best way to go if possible. Uh, get your protein um, from sources that can uh, keep you from being. Uh, deprived of that, if you're gonna go, and there's a lot of people who forget that they'll they'll go uh, vegetarian and they'll forget that there are some uh, protein and um, poultry that's needed for uh, health. So they'll start to look placid. You look at a lot of vegetarians uh, and they look they look thin and placid, and you say, "Well, what are you doing? I'm, I'm vegetarian, and there's something missing." Right. You know, they, they get all you know they get all the greens, all the greens that they can stand, but they're missing the protein and other uh, essential nutrients that you Absolutely. can find in certain, yeah, yeah, in certain, got, certain foods. Um, so I would do my research on that before I jump into a total vegan Absolutely. diet. No, 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 no. Here's the thing: they do got protein. You can get protein from your leafy greens and stuff. And um, but one of the things to point out, even when I talk to my friends, I don't even promote the whole uh, vegan deal. That's just what I'm doing. I just promote everybody yeah. to get rid of the processed foods you got to get all your yeah. food organic yes. because the processed yes. food if you do yes. if you go to fda website if you have to look at the statistical data it says 80 around 80 something percent i can't remember the exact percentage of causing cancer illnesses is due to processed foods and then another percentage is the air quality so only four to five percent of the reason why people get cancer is due to genetic disposition that's crazy. <laughs> so we can avoid a lot of the issues that we go through. And I think that's what the next level comes to mental health. Our mental health is the reason why we're going through this vicious cycle. And we get our mind right. We eat, we can eat right. Eating right will affect our mind and make us make better decisions. Yes. What I always tell you, Curtis, we are what we eat, right? Yes, it's true though. Yes, it used true. to always be a joke, but it's actually Another true. Argument that you get, uh, from uh, a lot of poor people and, and, and people of color. Not all, but a lot of poor people and, and, and uh, people of color. Well, that's easy for you to say. You can afford that healthy food. You can afford to go to Whole Foods. Now, that's a great argument to be made there. I'm not playing that down. That's a great. That's, it's expensive. Food's yeah, expensive, it is. But well, they began crazy food stamps, though. And feed a family of 20, okay? But then, but then you, you can go to um, Whole Foods, and you can only afford food for maybe a family of three. So so, so I get it. I'm, I'm not making that up. I, yeah. I, I that, You're okay? right. I, I hear that argument. Here's right. my counter. Here's my counter. What else are you spending money on that could divert back to the health and wellness of your family? Right. Are you drinking? Are you a drinker? Do you have Water. to have that fifth every weekend? You know, you have to have that, that 20, that 40 ounce every weekend. You have to get your little dime bag from the earth, if you know what I mean. Do you have to get that? Do you have to get that? You know, is that, is that essential that you hit the club this weekend? Is that a sin? Oh, okay, all right. Well, cut back on that money, and some of that money may be able to go toward health and wellness. I'm not saying that's everybody's problem. There's some people who are well-mannered in their social lives, and there's nothing wrong going out and enjoying yourself, going dancing, and nothing wrong with having a glass of wine, okay? I'm not knocking that. I'm saying, if you want to live longer, like Curtis was saying, mm -hmm. if you want to live, you want to cut these poor, unhealthy foods out of your life, mm -hmm. and if it means that cutting back in other areas of your life 
to buy what will extend the life of you and your children and your spouse or your or your or your significant other that seems like a wise move to me for sure mm-hmm. yeah you know, you know that that's all i'm saying you know about that you know healthy <laughs> me, me <laughs> she's a kid you're gonna get a lot of kickback a lot of pushback the way you word things <laughs> like, yeah health is wealth brothers health is wealth i just feel i just feel like if you don't have great health you don't have anything else that's true that's right that's right and i and i got the medical results to show the significant improvement in my health that i like to boast and promote the people Uh when they talk about this whole vegan hood and they talk about how you eat right right and you take an iris seymour i can show you my a1c One of his bad, and I can show uh, you a good one. Mostly thanks to my wife. She pushes it because, man, I tell you, it's hard giving up certain things, certain sweets, <laughs> you know, you know, certain meats and stuff like that. It's hard. Yeah. But um, she, she's been really good about actually, uh, you know, cannabis, let's not, you know, we're not going to do sodas anymore. And we don't. Right. You know, um, you, know you shouldn't eat. I know you like uh, steaks and burgers, but you shouldn't eat that all the time, you know. Yeah, and I know she's right. So yeah, I've now cut back to once or twice a month. Is that and don't miss? I I don't miss it as much. Right. I don't since I've, since I've stopped eating that. And then we check all the labels. My little four year old and I we're, we're in a cereal aisle looking at cereal and people passing by. You know, we're taking forever to cereal. He and I are looking for BTAs. Dad, does that have BTA in it? You know, <laughs> it's not healthy for consumption. Right. Uh, it's, it's a preservative to make food taste better longer. Right. And lots, Our food so lots of things have it in there. BTA and um. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. BHT, 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 or BTA. Uh, I think it's one or two. But if you look at the three-letter acronym, BTA or BHT, it's BHT. I just looked it up. BHT. Yeah, I know. Yes, yeah, I was about to say. I was BHT, looking it up BHT, too. BHT, BHT. Thank you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. But look, I just look for it. don't eat it. Right. <laughs> I just you. I just recently looked at my significant other sent me this app. I don't know if y'all brothers are familiar with it. Uh, it's called Yuka. Yuka. And it, uh-huh. it's an app where you scan the barcode and it tells you, it rates the, the food that you're eating, that particular product. The highest score is 100%. Um, and along with rating it, of course, it breaks it down as to why it gives you that rating. So um, I do a lot of shopping at Aldi's. And um I, because they're they're they, they seem like they're they are uh way more inexpensive than um yeah. than your Whole Foods and things of that nature. So I go there, but I was just so shocked on the the amount of things that are really not um healthy for you. You know, my ultimate goal is to to get a a, a house, a big house where I can grow my own herbs herbs and, yeah. and vegetables yeah. in my garden yeah um and they, they're cheating us on that you know they're cheating us on that though. yeah they, the powers that be i'll tell you why you can't get seeds like you used to you can't but not to you, say that you remember uh you like to say you 80s baby you remember you could buy uh watermelon and yes. take the seeds and, and grow your own watermelon because the seeds are in there Oranges, seeds grow your own in there. Now they're making a lot of seedless food. And people think, oh, this is great, it's seedless. You can't take that and grow your own. You have to go to someone to get the seeds. And with the regulations on farmers and seeds, that's why a lot of private farmers are either falling in line and becoming corporate farmers under the man, or they're going to wear the dodo, which is out of business. So it's, it's near coming a time where you're not going to be able to grow your own gardens. You can't purchase food and take the seeds out of them and grow them. 
like you used to because everything is going seedless. Really? Seedless. Talk, look, look. The government give the seeds to the farmers already. Great, grapes when I was earlier, when I was a younger kid. That was mm-hmm. the seedless watermelons. Now there are. There was, right. You know, and it's like, okay, where do I get these? Say, say you want to grow uh, tomato uh, or turnip. Tomato. 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 Look at how many genres uh, out there there are to buy the, the seeds you need for tomatoes. Mm. And if you want to get it in bulk, look at the regulations and stipulations you'd have on uh, a certain amount you can only grow. It's like, and, and yes, simple. Why? Wow. I didn't know I this. Feel, right? I should be able to grow a whole field if I want to, right? Right. So that's my only purchase uh, X number of seeds. That's my only could get it from this group. And, and how come these are modified tomato seeds? You know, uh, you, know you, you feel it, it, it's going in a direction that's a little scary. That's all. Right. You know? For sure. Yeah. They've yeah. been doing that for a yeah. while. Like Huntsport Markets. It's it. crazy. I, I would do that. Yeah, but you, but but here in uh, Georgia, Curtis, um, particularly um, where I used to live on the other side, Paulding County, you oh, would okay. see so many uh, black-owned uh, farmers and farmer markets. And then recently, I went on that on that side of town, and the majority of them are gone. Yeah, um, regulations. Yeah. Regulations. Wow. Yeah. Regulations. Regula- two reasons. Two, it's more than one reason. Regulations is part of the problem. The other problem is that the younger generation, they're not interested. They want to carry on the business. Right. You know, videos, hip-hop, rock and roll, whatever the case may be, they don't want to carry on the family business anymore. They don't want to do the responsible work it takes to grow that stuff. Right. They just want to go on TikTok and be become a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. That's it. That's what they want to do. That's why, like, even when you go to the supermarket. Thrown out there. About uh, becoming a billionaire on TikTok and all that, and on, and on Facebook. Yeah, you know how many people are on TikTok and on Facebook that aren't billionaires, aren't even millionaires. Mm-hmm. So because a few people make it, and they put that out there, they have our young thinking this is the way to go. Right, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna jump on TikTok, sing, dance, shake my butt, do whatever, rap, whatever, and I'm gonna be a millionaire. Right, and I'm not gonna do any work to get there. Right. <laughs> yeah. We even see it on YouTube. Like they be doing yeah. some of the yeah. silliest things on YouTube, have so many yeah. subscribers and yeah. Yeah. just be and getting the bag. Some people making it. Some people getting that bag. Right. I know. <laughs> Look how many uh schools around the country have young men, African American and otherwise, playing football with the dreams of NFL. Then Google the statistic of how many high school students make it to the NFL. How many college students make it to the NFL? Mm. Same thing. Same thing for TikTok and Facebook making you rich, right? Uh, except for the numbers, the numbers are even lower. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a falsehood pushed on the young uh, to to replace hard work. Yeah, work ethic, great work ethic, absolutely. You know, those are some yeah. of the things I've struggled with my own child. You know, I built a yeah. lot of these platforms, you know, to provide generational wealth for him and. You know, with the goal of him taking over, you know, but yeah. since yeah. since we live in this era of the TikTok and yeah. you know the YouTuber, and I just got to be a gamer, and I can get the right. bag, you know, I mean the worth ethic definitely has disappeared. So it's yeah. it's yeah. a it's definitely been a challenge on my end, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who's going through no, it. No, you're not. It's tough. Yeah, you know, a lot of I hear a lot of parents say, and my boys are really too young right now. I got a uh, four year old and uh, um, eight, eight month old, old. So, you know, right. got a little time, but uh, I've seen it. 
I know it. I know it happens. Uh, and I know people, relatives, and friends uh, going through that. Yeah. These kids, this era, don't want to work. They don't want to get money. They want to get it the easiest way possible. They nice. don't want to get their hands dirty. I, I don't understand. Like even, even I have some challenges with my boys. I got a twenty-year-old, and I got a night, an eighteen-year-old, and I got a thirteen-year-old. The more ambitious one is my thirteen-year-old, which is funny. Wow. <laughs> my eighteen-year-old is getting there now. He's getting there. Like he won his, he won a lot of stuff, and you know, daddy and mommy ain't buying that all the time. So he, he ready to go out there and get his own money. So do what you gotta do. Right. Yep. Listen, when I was 13 years old, I couldn't wait to get working papers up what? so I could yeah. work. Right. <laughs> I worked in some of you. Yeah. <laughs> and even when I was younger, I was hustling. I remember I used to sell like like little candies and things uh, right next to elementary school <laughs> and pack bags at the supermarket. Yeah. Oh, you did the bagging too? Yep. Yeah. I used to be right AMP when AMP was popping. I used to yeah. Man, I used to say, yo, we're going to get ourselves some heroes. We're going to buy something to eat. Me and my friends. I said, we're going to back up right now. Help, help <laughs> yeah. to their grocery. Grass, we cut lawn. lawn we should, uh, cut lawn. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Cut snow that. removal, all that. What? That's why it was so great when I first moved here from, from New York. And I seen the little kids uh, selling lemonade and yeah. bow ties. And the, the internet damaged our kids, though. You know what it is? Yeah. We didn't have all these electronic gadgets going up. We so didn't. we So it's, it's more distraction now than it was back then. Back then, you had a few game systems that you could play, but it wasn't all that all the time. So you go right. outside and play. Right. Depending on what kind of parent you have, oh, go out, get out the house. You can't be on that game all day. You go out there right. and you do what right. you got to do. But now it's so dangerous. I want to tell my son, you know, my little one, go outside, but I'm afraid he might get killed because the error is just different. It's just an animal right yeah. now. Yeah. These That's kids kill for nothing. For nothing. For they don't boredom. They'll kill you for boredom. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's bad. If you're bold enough and lucky and blessed enough to tell your kid to go outside, uh, they can get them off the video game. Now you're now you're faced with two other realities: yes. the dangers of being out, dangers of being outside from, uh, from physical threat and uh, and from nature. You look at the sun, yeah. the ozone layer. You know, so you got you got um. It's a lie, brothers. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely tough. So we we spoke mostly about um. Kenneth, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Kenneth. I I was just saying that we spoke a lot about your mentoring and um. Gwinnett County and your nurses in your nurse your nurse career, correct? So, um, yeah. I wanted to tap in and to tell us a uh, a little or a lot. I always like to give my guests the opportunity a little or a lot. Tell us about your your books, Defying the Odds, and and what other platform and what other okay. uh, literature yeah. that we have going on. Tell us about that in your publishing. All right. Well, we have Black Rock Publishing, a company founded by my wife and I. It's uh, parented by Performance Management Consulting LLC, my, uh, my company where I'm the uh, CEO and she's the COO. And um, she has a book. She has uh, four books out. And so do I have uh, Define Odds by Kenneth Thomas Sr. is the introspective of, uh, of life of a black man growing up in Pittsburgh, uh, Mississippi. You're going li- to, if you, if you uh, read that, you're going to learn a lot about me and learn a lot about uh, what I did to overcome those adversities and uh, steps I took. And hopefully to motivate you and uh, any family member that you either get the book for or read. It's very short. It's not a long book. It's a simple book. But it's uh, 
very, uh, I think it's a, it's a must read and, and it'll be helpful to those who read it. It's on Amazon? Lil Ken's Day at the Beach, about my son's Day at the Beach. It's a lot of books, uh, Lil Ken's books. Uh, Lil Ken eats his broccoli. Children eat their broccoli. Little kids his age eat their broccoli. Little Ken's a hero. And I have um, a leadership book coming out. And I drew on my uh, experience from the military and from being a nursing director and from uh, my inspirations, like my father, uh, Gerald Douglas MacArthur, uh, who's also, I, was, I didn't know anything about him until school. I learned about him in World War II, but my dad served in the Gerald Douglas MacArthur. Nice. Uh, Ten years old to his museum, and I saw his, his limousine that he used to ride around in uh, when they took him to different places, his old Jeep and his corn pipe. And, and I did a, a book report on Gerald Douglas MacArthur, so I was impressed with the way he defied certain orders from the president and helped us win the war. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> wow. So where we could get your book from? We Which uh, outlets we can uh, purchase your books? Yeah. Uh, um, of course, can't, can't write a leadership book without Dr. Martin Luther King. Yes. Uh, I, I'm in there. Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot of good tips on why we need leadership, why leadership is important, and how to be a good leader. That's yes. what I love it. My wife book, Rising Above the Pain, part one and two. Um, it's a book about uh, endometriosis and uh, in, uh, thinking that you're infertile. And going uh, the, the long route to find out, hey, God bless me, I can't have kids. We have two biological kids now, nice. and it's a long road, and it, her journey's in there, and it talks about that, and it will inspire other women who may be going through that or other fertility issues or other health issues. It'll be inspiring. You have an advocate with my wife when you read that book. It's on a C- wow, that's Thomas. good. That's um, C. Brandon Thomas is her pen name uh, as an author. See Brandon Thomas, and it's rising above the pain. Then it's wedding destination. Okay. That's a cool, um, uh, romantic story about uh, getting married. And then at the end, there's a lot of true, factual, and actual tips on shopping for your wedding dress, best deals, and different things like that. So that's a pretty good book to get. That's that's another book she has out. Then there's one uh, that she wrote about her father. Okay. Uh, um, Hansel Brandon Thomas is uh, the story about her uh, father coming to uh, America. You know, she's her father's from, from the Bahamas. Her brothers and sisters, they're all from the Bahamas. So she's half Bahamian. And his journey over here, uh, stories of stories of my father, um, Hansel Brandon Thomas by C. Brandon. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Hansel no. Brandon by C. Brandon Thomas. Got she's you. Thomas, okay. And um, that's an interesting book. I, I uh, think it's it's um, empowering that you see the journey. He came over here as, a, as an immigrant, started his own business, you know. So those are some of our books. That's and awesome. Writing, I'm still writing. We're putting out books. We're helping people put out books. We've uh, helped produce, you know, we've helped produce some, some good works from other authors. And if you're interested in putting out a book, uh, reach out to me at, you know, Black Rock Puff. First, you want to, you want to write Defying the Odds. By Kenneth Thomas Sr. Divine uh, Oz by Kenneth Thomas Sr. For Instagram. And when you go there, all the information, um, I'm sorry, all the information about um, how to get in touch with Black Rock Publishing is there. Uh, everything that I've talked about and told you guys about is there. Uh, Defining the Odds, at Defining the Odds by Kenneth Thomas Sr. Uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, uh, you can definitely find out more about how to get your book published. 
Awesome, man. You're giving jewels to people because there's a lot of people out there. I know there's a lot of young black um, people that want to publish things, man. It's, uh, I'm an associate producer. My wife now associate producers uh, through my company, uh, Permanent Management Consulting. We're associate producers on the movie. Marcus Head is the director and executive producer. Uh, Montel Jordan is an executive producer. That's right, Montel Jordan. Nice. He's an executive producer on there. And there's one other executive producer. But if you go to Marcus Head IMD uh, page, IMDB page, um, you can see about Can't Get Right. Uh, the movie and it's coming out next month. Oh, okay. Uh, you can also see connections and links to the movie um, trailer and and everything. So please check that out, support it. Definitely, um, I will do. I would definitely pass it around. That's very important. I definitely support your whole movement. You and your wife seem like very accomplished people. It's awesome. I can't wait to take a look at these books. Um, are they also on Amazon or are they directly at your website? Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, the, the website, like I said, the best way is to find me on Instagram uh, through Define the Odds by Kenneth Thomas Sr. Or go to Facebook and type in Define the Odds by Kenneth Thomas Sr. You'll see everything, everything that I mentioned and forgot to mention. Okay. Um, any other new productions that we're doing, um, you'll see that. The only thing you won't see on there is about my message, but I'll talk about that about my, on my show. Uh, my Two Cents by Kenneth Thomas on Anchor. Now, there's other My Two Cents. Uh, about three or four other people use that title. But My Two Cents by Kenneth Thomas on Anchor FM, Spotify, just about any uh, genre you listen to your uh, Anchor podcast on. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you listen to uh, Check me out. My Two Cents. You go on there. Check out my shows. Uh, I'll give a lot of information on tips about investments, you know, uh, real estate, stock, do's and don'ts, stocks, stocks do's and don'ts. Um, just other motivational speeches on there that can help people. And it's a two-way street. I like to say it's not my show, it's yours. I'm just a host. So uh, write in and let me know what you want to hear, what you want to learn about, what you want to know about, ask any questions. And it's a real fun a real fun genre to uh, listen to. Nice, nice. I'm looking at the information. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm excited because I'm definitely going to pass this information around because – what you told, what you just told us, is a very a mouthful of information, and I think a lot of people could benefit from um, from you guys' books. This is good. It's not that you're just writing a novel about something; you're actually putting information in that can help people and improve their life. So I'm I'm oh, excited. Yeah. <laughs> Couple of information. Uh, always all the way down to the kids' book. Uh, there's a uh, learning lessons at the end of the book to pay, make sure the kid was paying attention. Yeah, like. Okay, um, Lukin goes to the beach. Uh, oh, Lukin's dead at the beach. I'm sorry. Lukin's dead at the beach. And that, my, my pen name on that is Ken Thomas. Ken on Thomas. my uh, autobiography, is Kenneth Thomas, my real name, Kenneth Thomas. But Ken Thomas on the kids' book. So uh, you'll see author Ken Thomas, uh, Lukin's dead at the beach. But at the end, there's a learning lesson for the kids reading the book. Uh, what did Lukin eat when he was at the beach? What, did he, what activities did he and his, his parents do at the beach? To see if they're listening and learning, and you check it off as you go, you know? So oh, okay. uh, and all, at the end of the Broccoli book, same thing. And uh, every book uh, in the Little Ken series of books um, has a little educational lesson at the end to see if the kids paying attention, uh, help them stay engaged, and, and see what they learn from what they read. Wow. Wow. So, Dag, you're really touching every subject on every area for everybody. That's good. 
So you got the kids involved, the adults, everything. I'm just looking like, wow, I'm just amazed because when I hear about people writing books, it just be about a book about their life, but you actually put more information in it to empower people. So, and, um, that's the goal. That's definitely goal. That's yeah. good though. And, and that's why I said, I like what you do. And, and a lot of people need to know who you are because you're, you're definitely, uh, a pillar of society that we need. We need more brothers like you, um, making those impacts that you're making. I try, I try to live up to that, you know, uh, I, I get that a lot and I get that often and I'm humbled. I'm humbled by the fact that when, when people say these things to you and they mean it, mm-hmm. now you've got to go the extra step to live up to it. <laughs> yeah. You're already doing so and even if you are, you got to keep living up to it because um, uh, you're letting down not only yourself if you don't, you're letting down others that that, uh, that you're motivating. And, right. and we only leave here, we only leave here, like we only come here one time that we know of, I don't know about you know if you believe in reincarnation or whatever. Yes. One time, one time well, we're only leave here one time, and what you leave behind, your legacy that you leave behind, should be more than just financial. Right. It should be yeah. that you touched the life, you made a life better, you made someone's journey easier. You know, um, uh, you you made a difference, and uh, and any little way, okay? Because the little difference, I'll give you a good example. Let, let me let me just blow your mind for a second. If, if I may, a little, a little known fact after the movie of Ray Charles, we didn't know his mom. We knew nothing about his mom, but we got that giant of a music legend because of her actions after he was blind. The little steps she took gave us that legend. Yeah. All right. Same thing about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. What he did was what his father and mother taught him. Think about it. The, That's the true. Little thing, the little difference. Uh, Malcolm X, when they grabbed that brother up in prison and taught him the, the way of the Muslim life and and how to uh, not eat the pork and drink the wine, and so, we got that we got that brother to be along in the civil rights movement to help uh, propel us to where we are. That's so, true. So let the little thing you do that impacts the life of someone else explode to be the big thing that propels a people, a nation. Wow! Then look at it like that. Wow. <laughs> Very, yeah. very deep. Very that deep. is deep. That is that's I, a good. I never even thought of it. You could, you think you just have a little impact, but your little impact, somebody take it and amplify it, like like they have a bullhorn, and put it out no there. Doubt. The message even no further. Doubt. Wow. That little kid. You see that little kid somewhere? You know, man, this little kid he's mentoring. Blah blah blah. I helped that little kid out. I did much. I didn't do much. I didn't do. You know, I helped him out. I did the right thing. That's what you think. Now that brother grows up to be the doctor that finds the cure to cancer. Because of what you did, putting him on a path that he would have gone the wrong path. Your little bitty, teeny tiny effort made a major difference to a great group, a larger group, a larger effort. That was your role. That was your part. That was your purpose. You'd be surprised at what your purpose here in life is. And the teeny tiny part that God has for you might be the great part that we all need. To stop the next comet from coming here and hitting the planet, to stop uh, global warming, to stop racism, to to you know to to enlighten people to eat better, eat healthier, eat healthier. Yeah. Your little role, your little part. Hey man, it wasn't nothing. You know, I had this uh, fraternity sorority come to me asking me to donate money uh, for education for these kids in this impoverished school. Man, you know, I. I, I, I <laughs> I threw a thousand dollars at him, you know, whatever. I threw a thousand dollars at him. Guess what? 
little to you, you're a little thousand dollars. Send little Cindy to school. Little Cindy grew up found a cure to cancer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you understand what I'm saying? The little thing, don't take for granted. The little That's thing, true. it makes That's a difference. True. That's very true. So bring me up to speed, brothers. Well, well, basically, he was talking about the books that um, that he wrote and um, his wife wrote, and it was very informative, like fertility. His wife talks about the fertility and um, right. people that have trouble with pregnancy. And I know that's a lot of women's issues. I have actually a few co-workers at my job um, that's recently married. Two of them recently married, and they're trying to have a baby right now. They're a little bit older, but mm-hmm. they still want to have a kid, and they have an issue, so... That's something that I'm going to reference to them. Um, the book that the wife wrote. Lessons and some easier steps. They they need to check out the book, um, Rising Above the Pain by C. Brandon Thomas. Part yeah. one is, they get part two. Part one is in there. Okay. Right? They get the part two. Uh, part one is a part of it. But yeah, they should grab it. And, yeah. uh, and where, we, where can we find us? I know they're on Amazon. Are they yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, definitely find them on Amazon. But if you want to uh, find a little you know, hey, in the show is true. I'm a busy man. There's no way you could think that I do all this by myself. Behind every great man is a great woman. Behind every great woman is a great man. Man, right. You have to go to the fine odds to get all the information that I forgot. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I know one of the other genres. I can't I can't spread them out like my wife. So if you go to Define the Odds by Kenneth Thomas on Instagram or on Facebook, it's at Define the Odds by Kenneth Thomas Sr. No spaces, no spaces. On Instagram, on um, on Facebook, or you can check out my my uh, what is it um, the the um, IMDb page, which is for producers, actors, and you know entertainment. There, any one of those genres, it'll plug you into what I'm doing and what I've done. I I would recommend highly the one on Facebook because I I, I I tend to it more. That we're always we're always adding things on that one and on the Instagram page more so than the IMDb. But yeah, check it out. Look, you'll find her books. You'll find our Black Rock Publishing, uh, a publishing company. You'll find out uh, locations of my motivational speaking. I had to cancel some because 2020, places I was going to go to book signings like Liberty Bookstore over in Lawrenceville. I had to cancel that because of COVID uh, last year. So I'm trying to get that back set up at other signings uh, at other locations and motivational speakings coming up that I'll, that I'll be doing. Um, Beautiful. Beautiful. So, if one was interested in in publishing a book, because I am, okay. um, well, we got to, we, uh, we'll take care of you. You reach okay. out to, to uh, Black Rock Publishing. We'll take good care of you. We'll, we'll set you on the right route. Get your uh, book edited and get the graphics set up for you, and you know, uh, explain what your needs are. So, we, some people can take care of a lot of things themselves. So, they'll do. Uh, C where others can't, so we do A and B and C, and you know, you know, so right. it depends on what you want, right? Yeah, it depends on what you want, but yeah, definitely get you on your way. And, do y'all uh, all hear this greatness that we have uh tonight on the pod? Like a black owned publishing company, that's important, <laughs> that's so amazing. Yeah, we're small, we're small, we're small. Company. It's okay, it's small, but that small can make a big point, yeah, but. But the message behind it and, and the movement is more powerful and big in itself. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank brother you. and sister publishing uh, company, Black-owned husband and wife doing it together. Do y'all know how imperative that is? We need more. 
And I'm Reading so happy that you're doing it. And I'm so happy that you even quick to tell people how to do it. That is awesome. Yes, because we the, don't share the wealth. Yes, when it comes to us black folk, black folks, sometimes we have an issue. When we start to get it, we don't want to share it. That's held back the uh, African American. Yes. And probably, you know, I'm not from Africa, so maybe even the Africans. It probably that's probably reason that uh, the continent is more uh, great portions of it more in, impoverished uh, and has been taken over by colonial rule, uh, Dutch, German, what have you. It's probably for the same problem we have here in America. Petty the differences, yeah. Mentality. The crawfish in the barrel mentality. If you're not from the South, you may not know what that means, so let me explain it. If you go crabbing a crawfish and you put them in a little red bucket, as many of us have done as kids, you'll notice when one of the crawfish finds his way out to the top of the pile, he's almost out the bucket, another crawfish will pull him back down. Other uh, races on the planet, this is not a hidden secret, and it's not a racist statement, it is a fact. They help each other get out of the bucket. Right. We have a habit of pulling each other back in. Oh, you about to make it out? Are you about to, you about to rise up? Only twenty people out. That gotta stop. The coffee's in the bucket mentality. Right. Each one, teach one, each one, reach one, and aspire and empower, and, and 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 do it in a way that Malcolm X learned at the end of his life, not at the beginning, where he realized we're all on this planet together. I don't care what your color is or what your race is. We're all in this together. We have to stand by each other, help each other out. But don't forget where you came from. You have to help your own people before you can reach out to help somebody else. You, you have to be able to. That's true. Very much. important. But don't forget that we're in this together. It's not right. my, my race against your race, my people against your people. No, but I still encourage you to, to, to take care of your own because they're doing that. They're taking care of their own. Yep. They're looking out for their people, okay? So we need to each one, teach one, each one, reach one, raise our uh, kings bring back our kings. Kings come back, the queens will come back. But the kings can't survive without the queen. Right. That's it. Right. Right. But we see so many movements. We see so many women, black women in the front of you know the injustice that's going on in this country. Uh, We see so many women opening up businesses and just running the world. But we need to see more of our brothers doing it. That's the the purpose of Yeah. And bring back yeah. our kings, and you know, what I mean, society, yeah, yeah society. The, the we, I can say, the white man, right? The white man definitely knows that we are greater together. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah. it's the agenda, you know, to cause division. So, um, you know, me, Curtis, and every, and you, and and a lot of the other brothers and sisters that are that are a part or have been a part of this, this platform, we all are doing things individually to push against the agenda per se. Um, absolutely. absolutely. Curtis brings a lot to the table, myself and, and everybody else, but. Um, you guys are doing big things. You guys are doing big things to help uh, be a part of the solution and not the problem. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's good. You guys that's- are. To be commended on your on your effort too of what you do your podcast bringing back the kings and uh, yeah I just I, I admire that and I I, I uh, support it you know? thank you I, I have to I have to always um, take a stand that we should help ourselves and not look for 
uh, other people to really, you know, give handouts, but we give the handouts to our people. Right. <laughs> and, and, and a way that they can grow, teach a man to fish your fish for life, uh, uh, give him a fish he'll only eat that day, you know. And But um, I'm not one for, like, finger-pointing. Like you just said, you said, you know, can I, can I say the white man? Well, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean by that. Uh, the, you're not saying every white man out there. Right. The white man you run into in the grocery store, the, the white man that, that, that you work with at work. Not, not, not that. But let's face it, the established government of Here this free nation, the most powerful country on the, on the uh, planet, right. is white. Right. White. Right. The and powers to be. The so-called powers to be is, is white. Right. I, <laughs> right, right, right. They need to just look at the, the Kerner report. Right. Okay. 78 is baby on back. You're yeah. gonna hit a word, the white man. But they, you know, it's not it's not to be taken by anyone who's listening. It's not to be taken. Oh, they're talking about the white man. See this? They're stoking up racism. They're stoking up. No, 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 no. You want to substitute that for for a, a, a more mild, accurate word? Okay. The, the powers to be, the establishment. Because when you look at it, that's who's running it. That's, that's who, it. That's whose agenda has stirred the red bucket. <laughs> sort of crawfish and try to pull each other back down instead of educating them to hey you guys ought to help put yourself on up out of here let me help you out you know we know we brought you here in a wrong way we know you had a, a, a foul start and we know most of our wealth came from your working so let me let me make this right by helping to educate you so you're not trying to pull each other down you know that's what i would encourage their effort to be but we have to do it for ourselves you know we have to do it for ourselves right absolutely absolutely so that's um Again, tonight's conversation uh, with our brother Kenneth Thomas, senior, right, is it's about you. It's about the many endeavors that you bring to the world. It's about your future endeavors. So I want to tap in into your filmmaking. I see recently, and congratulations, I see recently that you are in film, you're, you're in a new movie or you're behind the scenes. Tell us a little bit about that, brother. Uh, co-producing co can't get right. It's one of the first uh, in, in, in many endeavors to come um, working with uh, uh, the director and executive producer uh, Marcus Head. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Can't get right. He he, uh, he actually is the he wrote it. He's directing it. And um, like I said, Montel Jordan, the singer, Montel Jordan is an executive producer on it as well. Wow. I'm, I'm an associate producer. Me and my wife, me, me and my wife, uh, we're associate producers uh, through our company, Promise Management Consultant. And that movie comes out next month. Um, it'll be more information. You'll see me posting it on where and how because uh, Marcus Head is, is heading that. He's the director. It's his baby. And he's, um, he's, he's heading that. He's in talks with uh, different genres. Uh, like, you know, like you, you have Hulu, you have BT, TV One, you have the theaters. All of those are on the table. So uh, you'll see how it comes out and, uh, in the marketing. So just keep an eye out for it. Can't sure get will. Right. Yeah. Can't get uh, right. And our brother is the co-producer, him and his wife are co-producers, correct? Uh, I'm sorry. Let me tell you about some of the big names in it. Let me drop yes, let's go. We ready for you. Let's uh, go. <laughs> About it, somebody you know. All right, so uh, shouting, shouting, uh, and from a lot of the comedians, shout out what my name is. You know, he's, he's uh, on the radio, uh, I believe, with Young Jock. Uh, he's the star of the show. And then there's uh, Rodney Perry, who's a comedian, comedian Rodney Perry. He was, uh, you may know him from the Maisha show. He was her sidekick on there, but now he's a 
pretty popular, famous comedian himself. Uh, the grumpy uncle, Marvin Hunter, uh, who you've seen him with the likes of Ricky Smiley. He was just performing, I believe, on the Cobb with Ricky Smiley uh, just a few nights ago. And, um, and he also, hold on one second. Sorry about that. I'm back. Um, yeah, um, he's he's been tra he's traveled with Ricky Smiley. He was on Comedy uh, Central with Kevin Hart. So you know he's 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 making his own name, Marvin Hunter. And uh, D. Ray is on there. Who else we have? Oh, Asia Star, a local upcoming artist. Uh, you can catch her on um, genres. Listen to her music. She has a lot of music. Now she's on there. Asia Star is in the movie as herself. So that's just to name a few, but. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, it's funny. It's funny. Oh, there's no profanity. I checked it out before I uh, um, was involved in investment in producing, uh, co-producing movie. I checked it out. I didn't want to, um, uh, something that would bring our people down, you know. You're going to invest in a movie with all the cussing and, excuse my language, but B and, you know, B and the holes and all, you know, saying all this language and everything, promoting drugs and everything. I didn't want to uh, get involved in anything like that, so I read the script first. There's no profanity. It's funny, but there's no profanity. Uh, it's a little hood, but there's no, there's no profanity. And like I said, it's a funny movie. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. That's awesome. Nice. I can't wait to see the film. Yeah. yeah uh, if you want to check out the trailer, just uh, go to one of my pages. I told you, like, uh, uh, at the Find Us by Kenneth Thomas, and, you know, scroll down, check out the trailer, you know. That's good. Uh, I can't wait to share it because I'm going to share it on my platform and try to share it and get that message out there because I want people to uh, look at the, the body of work that you uh, you and your wife did. I just think it's awesome, man. And uh, we need more people like you. And you're a testament to let others know that no matter what your trials and tribulations in your life, you can achieve and you can overcome your obstacles. You just got to have your, like you said, you got to dream it first, your vision. You have a vision, you okay. you shall make it happen. Same way people vision they want to get those Michael Jordan sneakers. <laughs> next day, next day you got them. Use that same power, that same vision to vision you your life for success. <laughs> it's very you know, important. I've, I've seen it. I've um, I've lived it to a great extent. Praise God. But I've also seen it. I've seen it in others making those achievements. So yeah, you know, I appreciate y'all giving me this platform. Come on in and speak about it. And so I'm hoping it helps somebody. You know? Yes, it will. And, and it's going to touch some people, too, because this goes on a radio station at 6 o'clock, I believe, tomorrow. What today? Is it Monday? Tomorrow, Tuesday from 6 p.m., 6 to 8. Uh, tomorrow on Blaze One Radio, which is going to be awesome. And a lot of people is going to get a chance to hear what you, your, your message and the things that you're saying, because I think it's very empowering. And we need more black people to be out there on the front lines trying to do something to make changes, motivation, speech, counseling these kids. Um, I, I, I applaud everything you're doing, brother, and more power to you for it. It's very important, and um, you're very much needed. And I don't want you to never stop what you're doing because we need you. <laughs> you know what? I need you all. I need you all. You know, uh, uh, I feed on it. I feed on it. You feed on, you feed on the good. And you become greater. You That's become it. a power dog. <laughs> Remember that simple cliche. 
don't remember that. <laughs> become great. Feed on the negative, and you become a power crap. Okay. Yeah. So, so well, the, the positive feed that feedback that I get motivates me. So, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, and I, I just was like, wow, this guy got all these accolades. I was just sitting there, um. Um, looking at the research, like, wow, we got him on our show. Oh, he gonna spend time with us? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, and and I like that because Just uh, like again, I just appreciate the fact that you actually la- laid a blueprint out for other people to follow your your steps, and and you pretty much got the nice movement. And once people start to see what you're about, they're gonna definitely flop. You know, if not everybody else is going crazy over you, they're definitely gonna be jumping towards you because you got a lot to offer you and your wife. That's why I was excited about your books. You know, and and fertility is an issue too nowadays with the whole food we eat yeah. and the, the malnutrition yeah. that we are taking. A lot of women's having a hard time having um kids. Cool. I'm hanging there. Look, get the book. Learn about some of the tips, things you can do. Um, you know how you can get better help. And look, it's it, it, it's a blessing. It happens. Now, hold my baby. Like, wow, this is my boy. This is my boy. Me and my wife made this. Beautiful. Both, both our sons, you know, because um, we, we were, you know, we were foster parents at one time, and we had a, a terrific kid. We were talking about nice. uh, yeah. the mother did get her life back together, and the kid ended up going back at three years old. We had it from birth to three years old. Mm. Yeah, but she made it to godparents, so you know. But um, yeah, it was tough though. And then, like you know, before he left to go back, we got pregnant with Ken Jr. Right. Oh, okay. What a blessing. What a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, and now we now we have little chance, you know, my little eight month old. And man, I, I never, I never stopped thanking God for that, man. That, 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 I can't pay God back for the blessings He's given me throughout my life. And I'm not nice. think about what's in the future. So I, I try not to, because I need my mind. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But thank you all. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. It's you. been a very much pleasure, and I can't wait to share this information with everybody because they. They need you. You know, we need you. Like you say, you need us. We need you too, brother. And I'm just so excited that we got people like you out there. It gives me hope personally. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you, man. Thank you. That, that, look, I'm eating over here. You, you feed me, man. You feed me with all this. <laughs> that, that motivates me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm about to. I gotta call somebody up and mentor him. I gotta get on the phone, man. You, you motivate me, man. <laughs> yes, it, it'll be my son pretty soon. You'll be mentoring, so Absolutely. I didn't forget about that. But brother <laughs> Kenneth, can you tell the audience where they can find you at? Share all your social media, your websites. All right, all right. So check, check me out. Y'all gotta listen to me on pretty much. I think in America, I believe we have like nine or ten um, podcast sources. Uh, we have one of the most yes. popular ones: Spotify, Anchor. I'm on. I'm on about five of the of the nine that we have. I'm, I'm on, uh, uh, on about. You can find me on about five of them. And again, it's my two cents by Kenneth Thomas. You have to look for the Kenneth Thomas, and you have to look for my mug. You see my picture. You know it's me. 
because uh, <laughs> about three or four, about three, three or four other people use that title. My two cents, you know. When I, when I came up with the name and I and I started it on Anchor FM, um, I saw. I said, "Wow, this dude he's using it. And this this young lady's using it. Oh well, they're about something totally different. They're talking about something different. The subject's different. Podcast's different. I'm gonna stick with it. I like the name. My two cents because I'm just gonna tell it like it is. So my two cents by Kenneth Thomas. You can find me there. You can find me at Defying the Odds by Kenneth Thomas. No spaces on Facebook and on Instagram. Check me out. And uh, our, uh, my books, my wife's books, our publishing company, and things that we're doing um, around the uh, the state, country, and the world. Okay? Um, check us out. Definitely will do. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and Yes, the, the publisher, the, the filmmaker, the producer, the nurse, the... But yes, this is greatness amongst us. So. Well accomplished, brother. We need you. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm just loving this whole. The atmosphere is just great, and you just normally when I'm on podcasts with interviewing other people, I do a lot of talking because I feel like they're just not doing enough. Man, right. you gave me so much information. I sit back. I almost want to just write it down like I'm going to school. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So before you go, my brother, what could we look forward to from, from you and, and your lovely wife? What, what, what future endeavors are you working on besides the, um, the, the producing with, um, the movie that you're working on? Can get it if I'm correct. Can't, can't get right. Right. Can't get right. R-I-T-E. <laughs> R-I-T-E, right? Spelled R-I-T-E, can't get right. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, working, I'm working closely with Mark's head on uh, future, uh, other future product, uh, projects. He has some interesting stuff coming out. You know, uh, he has a skit show coming out. Uh, um, and, and I really don't want to spoil it, but it's like you know, in Living Color. You remember Living Color? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, he's got some good stuff coming out. Some great comedians on that coming out soon. Uh, I think uh, one of the platforms he's going to use, he started his own, uh, he started his own, uh, um, channel his own channel so you know uh it'll be like hulu it'll be uh, similar to that and um that's coming uh, up soon i'll always announce it and and uh promote it because i'll be a part of it so uh, i'll always promote that on my pages you can keep up with it as it happens right uh, but as the books of course i have a company to run i have a business run i actually do other things with my company my company is a um just like the name prominence management and consulting, uh, we manage our, our real estate and our investments, and um, we consult with people who are trying to get in uh, to certain businesses. Like I've been in the medical field since 1990, since I was a kid. Wow! And, and, uh, and so I consult with people who are trying to start up personal care homes and assisted livings. You know, I've been the director of nursing at uh, several. I've learned over the years how they function and the laws and rules. And so I, I consult with that. I'm working with this one young lady on getting her personal care home started and I've helped other people. So I'm doing that. So I'm, I'm busy also, you know, managing the store, so to speak. Then my, my wife has her online store. So uh, we're doing more than that, but you say what's next? More books. More right. Books. That's and, it. We and, need um, it. You know, Beautiful. Uh, yeah, more, more books. And I have other projects that I'm working on outside of the entertainment industry and the podcast and the motivational speaking, you know, that my, my company's doing, other investments and things that I'm working on. But Publicize, look out for more um, motivational speaking that'll be set up. And um, uh, I was talking to you, I believe, the other day about early part of next year, we're planning on setting up a stage for a few motivational speakers to come and authors and leaders. 
So listen out for that. That's something that's coming up. Guys. Right. Right. Well, count me in. I'll try to join. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been able to be speaking in a while, but I I, met, I mentored some kids at Rikers Island before. Yes, you know. Curtis does mentoring as well. Absolutely, I still got some knuckleheads well, I deal with on a daily basis. Okay. You know, so I want to have uh, myself and other motivational speakers on there, other authors to come talk about their books. Um, yes. and have uh, set up and food, food and and store vendors because, like I said, my wife has her online stores. Classy gifts by Chassica. Yes. Classy gifts. Classy, Classy gifts, gifts by. by uh, okay. Classy gifts and 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 keepsakes by Chassica. You, you can also find it on my page. Yeah. Again, there's so much stuff. I may be mispronouncing or saying one or two titles wrong or whatever. I, you got to go to my page to see all this stuff. Right. It's too much gifts for me to sit there unless I got to read it in front of you <laughs> to rattle it out. You know. So check out the pages, the the and the, and the uh, websites and. Uh, you'll be informed. And right. if, if you forget that, remember the simple My Two Cents by Kenneth Thomas. There's a, a, a little button, center page, center bottom page. You click on it to leave a message. Let me know how I'm doing, what you want to know, what you what you heard, what you want to learn more about, whether it's investments or you know uh, real estate, whatever it is you, you need help with or whatever you want the next show to be about. Or if you heard something on this podcast that you um, want some clarity on uh, or some help, or you're in a jam and you need some advice, you know, that's how you reach me, okay? Will do. Oh, sounds Will do. great. Sounds great. Well, did you brothers want to leave leave us off with something before we, we head out? Well, we got to have the guests do it because I'm sitting here just writing stuff down. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I was in my podcast saying the same thing. I've explained to you guys earlier what it means. Curtis, I'm not sure if he was on, but uh, I always leave my people with dream and faith. Yes. All of you out there got your dreams. And if you don't make some, because it keeps us alive, trust me, if you're laying on your dying bed or your deathbed, or you, if you think you are, you got to have a dream. You got to have some, you got to have some thought that keeps you going and motivates you. You know, if you're setting out in school, you just graduated from high school, and you're setting out in school, you got to have that dream. And if you're already doing well in business, you want to make more money or have more That's success, true. you got to have that dream. For but sure. you don't just dream. You don't just dream without faith. You dream in faith. And you don't just have faith without a dream. I have faith God is going to take care of me, but I don't know what I want to do. I don't know how I want to do it. So I'll leave you to where I leave my guests on every show. Until next time, dream and faith. Stay positive. That's you. it. There you, you go. Boo. Yes. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pleasure having you on, Kenneth. We appreciate you so much. Have a blessed day, brother. Have a blessed night. Thank you again. Yes. Thank you, brothers. All right. All right. Bye-bye.